Welcome to Frank Fryer Friday. This is Father Patrick Bykowskis broadcasting from St. Dominic Priory in St. Louis, Missouri. This Sunday is the World Day for the Poor as declared by the Vatican. And so I am going to open with a prayer to reflect that. God of justice, open our ears to hear the cry of the poor and to seek them where they are. Let their cries for healing and wholeness move us to action. Open our hearts to deepened relationship with those in need that we may draw near in love and our shared identity as your children. Open our mouths to advocate for health care as a human right, not a privilege of the economically secure. Let us hear the cry of the poor, the hope of future liberation grounded in the love of a good God. Remind us that what we do to the least ones, we do to you. Amen. Lovely prayer, I think. And certainly, too, we pray for all of our elected officials, those contests that have yet to be determined, that they will be men and women who seek the common good to remember that call that we all share to love one another as our Lord loves us. And I think that the readings this Sunday do a nice job of calling us to deeper understanding of how we are to live out our lives free of fear fear that can prevent us from answering that Christian call. You know, it seems that we continue to witness a, a, a lot of extraordinary natural events, fires and hurricanes and droughts, floods. And of course, we have very little control over them, except in the broader sense that these things are often generated by our actions in the long run and how we need to fix the environment so that we don't continue to poison Mother Earth. But there are also new conflicts that are very much in our control that bring countries to war. And then there's places like Haiti that experience crushing poverty it's that, it's that, that results then in people dying of starvation. It's, it's just extraordinary right now what's going on again in Haiti. You know, there, are, there can seem, uh, or all of these things can seem like scary predictions. Some people would have us believe that these are signs that Jesus is about to return, but no one knows the day or the hour of his return except our Heavenly Father. But the end time will come someday, but people of faith, those who keep their focus on our Lord, are going to be all right. Jesus tells us, promises us, that if we keep the faith, if we persevere, not a hair on our heads will be harmed, and our lives will be secure. So whether it's preparing for the day when Jesus returns, or any other unknown, Jesus tells us time and again 
be not afraid. Someone told me once if you count that in the instances of be not afraid or do not fear, there's 365 of them in the Bible. Not a coincidence, probably. Fear can poison us. Fear can dissuade us from focusing on what is most important. End time? Well, yes, the world as we know it will one day pass away, but Jesus promises that he will be there for us. If we stay connected to him, he will get us through anything. In a world where it is difficult to rely on anything, Jesus promises, I am with you always until the end of the age. We can trust Jesus, absolutely. And then St. Paul tells us to keep our own noses clean and not worry about the problems of others. St. Francis said pretty much the same thing. Francis said, remember that when you leave this, this earth, you can, take nothing, you can take with you nothing that you have received, but only what you have given, a full heart, enriched by honest service, love, sacrifice, and courage. So, so what, are, what are you and I to do today? Well, we are to live as Paul and St. Francis direct us. We each spell that, that out somewhat differently. But in the end, the results will be seen and they'll make a difference. Instead of fearing our end is coming, we can live and give with a full heart. You know, any mother or father knows that teaching children to acknowledge that they have a role to play Something to give back is important. And we're, not, and we're not talking about chores and things like that. It means being present to each other, listening to each other, loving each other, even sacrificing a favorite TV program or gaming or texting uh, when our brother or our sister or another friend needs our attention. This is stuff that's for all of us. We can find opportunities for giving honest service, love, or sacrifice. We know our own lives. We know or recognize opportunities that present themselves when we can do our share to make this world a better place, a better place around us, among our friends and family, or elsewhere, maybe Honduras or Puerto Rico or Haiti. So let's think again of our own lives. Think of all the opportunities we have to do little things as well, Think that we can do that people may not even notice. Some, smiling at someone who seems down, thanking a clerk in the store or someone working in the dining halls if you're at school, visiting someone who is lonely, being pleasant with someone when it would be easier to ignore them. Giving a positive response instead of just a grunt or a shrug. I can go on and on, but we all know these things and we know what we can do or need to do in our own lives. This is how we fill our hearts so that when our time comes, we take it with us, enriched by honest service, love, 
sacrifice, and courage, as St. Francis said. And the best of all, Jesus is with us always to help and encourage us. God bless you all. I did want to mention that, as I said last week, I had the opportunity for the first time to preach as part of the Eucharistic Revival, and I went to Davenport, Iowa, or I should say the Diocese of Davenport, Iowa. The talk was actually in Iowa City, and I met with uh, Ben there and the and the bishop, and I felt good about it. I hope it was uh, beneficial for the, the men there. It is... My talk, I think, is a bit challenging because it really um, tries to, to really raise the awareness of the responsibility we have as priests to preach and educate in a way that will help people to a deeper understanding how Christ is present in the Eucharist, yes, absolutely, and also in the Word of God and in the community of believers and in, their, in the church's priests. There's this fourfold presence that we have of Christ and readily available to all of us who have a Bible in our home or a cell phone that will will be able to very quickly access a Bible for us. We can't ignore that you know, and, and, and treat the Eucharist as, a, as an object it's not an object, it's an experience. And it's an experience that calls us to live out our lives as Eucharistic people, reflecting the love of Christ in the people that we meet. See you next time.